0: Namaste. So there is a question, interesting question, and it uh, of course covers a very wide field. It's what happens when somebody loses mental balance and does the yoga continue? So uh, it's a kind of a complex subject because uh, normally what we call as mental imbalance itself is of various shades. There is not one type of mental imbalance. But generally, we exist on at least three distinct layers. Uh, if you look at it horizontally, personality, one is the outer personality. This is what unfortunately most of the time we think is the person. So we observe behavior, traits, tendencies and we are cooked to declare that there is a mental imbalance, there is, you know, various things. And it's quite possible that outer um, personality, behavior, nature may have certain traits which may look like a mental imbalance, but they are not. So, for instance, you know, the famous example of Devra Baba, sometimes he would even, uh, you know, bless with his feet or pick up a stone and throw at people, but he was a very realized person. Um, So they are just external things, manifestations. So it's not really mental imbalance in the true sense. Yet that is an outer personality. In Shurabhindo's yoga, it must change. In traditional yoga… There was no stress on change of the outer personality, so it was quite possible that a yogi could be live in his inner life luminous, uh, luminously awakened, but his outer personality may may not be at all in tune with that. And there are several examples of this kind. Um, all the more because when you start living in a vast luminous consciousness, then many of the frameworks of the mind fall off. You can't operate. Normally our operating system is through the mind. So how does the mind operate? It builds frameworks, defines this way, that way. But these operating systems break down. So in the outer nature there may be manifestations of certain kinds which may to an onlooker who lives purely strictly by the mental outlook may not be able to understand. So this is one part of it. So first we must know that that is not really mental imbalance, but yes, because the operating system has broken down, there may appear to an outsider or an onlooker things which um, do not conform to the norm. But uh, obviously, the yoga is continuing there. Now, once again, in Shorbindo's yoga, even this outer has to be transformed. So, let me make it clear that this is how traditional yoga operates yoga continues, but in Shorbindo's yoga, even the outer must transform. Second is, behind the outer and the inner, there is a veil. So, behind the outer, there is an inner being. The outer depends largely on the body and brain, through habits and, you know, uh, grooves which are formed in the neuronal circuits. But the inner being is largely free and it tends to go towards universal. Um, The inner being gets into the outer through the knot of chakras. So the knot of chakras are located in the subtle body, those centers of concentration through which the inner being drawing from the universal sends only a little bit which um, you know, is necessary or which we need or which we seek for. So this is the uh, basic ground. And then there is the soul. So yoga to start with takes place um, when the soul begins to somewhere wake up to a higher reality. It always knows it. But it is completely submerged in matter, even to be awake. It's like a child who is the king to be, but is sleeping in a cradle. A child doesn't know. He is still the king. He is the prince, but sleeping in the cradle. So the child begins to wake up, begins to try to understand things through the cradle. So that's the stage when the soul is in its early stages through the physical body. It is trying to experience life. And then it becomes conscious of something else, the desired self. And then true yoga begins when in the mind it begins to awaken. And that's the time when thoughts turn towards seeking of a higher reality, something greater, uh, questioning mind. All this begins to appear then. So for a long time it is the inner being which is being pushed by the soul, the light of the soul, the power of the soul, the beauty of the soul. It begins to invade the mental consciousness within the inner being and it awakens in the outer Thus search for something ideal. So idealism and all those things begin to start. Now during this phase, uh, basically there is the inner being in which the yoga is going on and nothing may appear in the outer being. That's why many people often wonder, they expect quick mcdonald type of yoga where the moment you start doing yoga, your outer nature should be so courteous, so nice, social consciousness. It may not be. In fact, it may become quite the opposite. Because there are things we do habitually, outwardly, which are nothing but social norms. I mean, I was I have given this example of Champaglalji, which I have come to know directly firsthand was there. Suddenly, the middle of bhajans he got up and he started walking out. Where? In Hong Kong. So can you imagine? People ran after him, Sir Maharaj. He would not speak. And then he said, we were only singing bhajans. Then he got a paper and wrote, not, not to the divine, not to the divine I know. Because there are vital bhajans. Now, he could sense it. There is that example of the mother who walked away right when Dilip Kumar Roy was singing a bhajan. And Indra Devi was dancing. And he was very upset, Dilip Kumar Roy. So he wrote to Sri He said, no, she was not... Uh, in any way condemning your singing or passing a judgment on your singing. But the dance was attracting a lot of vital forces around. So now a different kind of understanding and vision of life begins to open. So you cannot uh, always act according to the fixed social standards. So this is as far as your outer reactions, your actions go uh, when the inner being begins to take to yoga. But during this time, as the yogic um, light, the light in the soul and the urge for yoga begins to develop, that's when we see that Putana and keshi and Aghasur and all these start coming, drawing, as Shavinder describes, that a little light in a tent and she comes by stealth. Now is the time when she knows, oh, there is an awakening here. This soul can bring down and conquer this kingdom which is our fiefdom and establish something of the divine rule here that's when we go into a. there is a state in which we enter or there is a stage in which the sadhak can be exposed to various dangers mostly coming from forces of a cosmic dimension the asuras, the rakshasas on one side there is the help from the gods on the other side there is the invasion by the asuras and they wear many deceptive masks and those deceptive masses are so difficult to detect unless we are really sincere and vigilant. One of the common masses, I am doing the mother's work. I am an instrument of the divine. Now just imagine, you know. Um, they How do they push? They aggrandize. You are somebody great. You are in uh, one with the supreme and things like that. So when this happens, why does this happen? Because... Yoga lays bare things which are hidden inside. Normally, things like vanity, ambition, uh, they remain in the background. But yoga is likely to, it not likely, it uncovers certain tendencies which are hidden in the subconscious nature. So these forces begin to rush up. And unless we are really surrendered, sincere about the pursuit of yoga, we are not doing it with any ulterior, egoistic, selfish motive. That I'll become a great yogi sadhak. People will recognize me as a guru, and you know, we I start, um, um, uh, you know, getting respect. Especially, uh, people start even uh, assuming dresses and everything to just uh, play up to you know. So you start wearing a kind of dress because then you are a certified yogi. (laughs) You, You start speaking a certain language. So that's where the sham begins to enter. And then there is a danger because at that point of time the asura also looks for instruments which are becoming strong and powerful. Not easily do nothing with weaklings. Weaklings will just bring a little anger and that's it. Just fight, quarrel and forgotten. But that's the time when it's likely that there can be serious mental imbalances. These mental imbalances can take various forms uh, from mild kind of uh, uh, forces which are natural forces but they become exaggerated. For example, sexual tendencies, anger, things which are there in nature but they can become a little more uh, ambition, it can push. Or it can take much more serious disturbances, abnormal depression to a complete breakdown of personality. So that's where we um, start running more and more um, greater and greater dangers. So, if there is abnormal depression, confusions, crying spells, all this, you know, um, one can be driven on, even on the verge of suicide. People have, you know, spiritual history of mankind has those kind of adventures and um, dangers. So, one may even take that extreme step. If there is a complete disruption of outer personality as happens in what we call a schizophrenia, uh, it's even possible that if the inner field is completely invaded by these forces, now I'll come to why they invade and what to do to keep a check. (laughs) So if it is completely invaded, then the soul may try for some time, but if it feels it cannot do anything more, particularly then extreme suspiciousness, you know, that's another, or aggrandizement, I am God. Not in the real sense. <laughs> in the real sense, when you identify God, it becomes, you become so humble because you see the divine everywhere. You can't be, I am God and I am the boss and I am the leader. That thing will vanish completely if it is there in nature because you begin to see the same truth in everyone and everywhere. That's why the Gita says that he who loves the divine develops maitri karuna evascha. Hatred becomes impossible. Whom will you hate? Yourself? So, you may have differences of viewpoints. That's fine, but you don't hate. You are not jealous. All these things drop away. But on the contrary, if one is pushed by the asaric power, this idea that I am somebody special, someone uh, chosen by the divine, etc., etc., may come. in Vanity may get fanned. That's when the dislocation may be very serious. And when that happens, then sometimes it's described in, uh, you know, Savitri. One opens the doors to worst kind of falsehoods. Even one can oppose the divine, thinking that one is… I have heard people, I will give you an example. What, what is the need of Mother and Shurabindu? I am the supreme, supreme is the one. I have heard, actually heard in context. And even story of uh, Dara's brother who actually went away when there was partition of Pakistan, but he ultimately travelled, walked. But okay, I have done, Mother Sri I am done with, now it is the Supreme. Sounds so that, you know, yeah, he has gone one step ahead, not realizing. <laughs> there is complete falsehood. You dip into it and you drown into it. And you begin to follow your own impulses and think you are following the divine will. I've heard people who will say, I am being guided by the Mother. It's not like Mother start guiding, pointing fingers. Anybody who is guided by the Mother knows this. It's not like, do this, don't do this, do this. That's not, you know, absurd levels. I must eat this. I must not eat this. This is the person I must meet. This is the person I must, uh, you know, refuse, reject. That's not how the divine operates. But this is the um, kind of falsehood net in which one may be caught. And Sri describes described that even your keen discernment cannot show you. And that's when the danger lies and uh, the soul may escape from the body and mind, leaving it like a shell. So, Srivabinder used the word missing souls, marked missing in the register of the gods. So, there was a nicely, it's singing in heaven, something is coming beautiful. And there is the derailment and there is this marked missing in the register of the gods. Now, this is not an ultimate uh, verdict. So, that's where we see toward the end that, Calm eyes divine, but there is a guardian power, there are hands that save. Calm eyes divine, regard the human scene. But usually, for one life, this is a fairly permanent damage. Classic example was Tirupati. You may be knowing, faith was incarnating in him, and he took that turn. Ultimately, he had to leave. He left, stayed in his village, and he would be uh, this kind of inner guidance. Uh, he would say, I am coming. Uh, luckily, He will not even send, but somebody would say he is wanting to come because uh, he is being guided by you and Shubinder is sending a telegram. No, you don't come. Right now, your coming is dangerous for you. So how does he interpret? He says, I know you are testing me. Inside you are telling me to come, but outside you are testing me. Shubinder says, please tell him I don't do this. (laughs) No, no, inside I have got the command to come. People read those things, no? So they start thinking command of the divine. So the human mind, which wants to take quick jump, it is not ready to put in the long effort, painful effort, strenuous effort. Starts the mind, starts fabricating an illusory um, yogic consciousness because you have read the words that shobindo received a command. So I am receiving commands, or you know, you become a channel of the divine. I am a channel of the divine. So, all this the mind begins to fabricate and that's where the real danger lies. Yoga can stop there because the inner being is infected. Why? Because inner being is not tied to the outer but it opens to the dark universal forces. Instead of opening, it's open to the universal. So, it opens unfortunately to the lower subconscious forces which arise and pollute the higher things which are developing. But there is another kind where uh, what you were referring to as coma, or people who, in old days develop dementia, they cannot think uh, properly and they lose their memory there there is no problem because it is because the brain substance is the outer brain substance which is deteriorated, so they cannot express and I have seen such instances even now, I have somebody beautifully in uh, i have seen both kinds, quite a few, and now also uh, someone who 's um, got developed alzheimer 's, so the outer um, you know, one is so forgetful. But such a beautiful inner being, you can see in the smile, in the eyes, and talk about Mother and children, and you can see that comes out. So it is, um, uh, and you can know it by certain signs, as I said. There are people who, um, the other day we were sharing that, no? Uh, and I have also met uh, you, they live with that idea that we have found something great and we have realized, had these experiences. You tell them let's talk about mother and Shavinda, no no, 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 don't talk like that they resist aggressively resist they don't want to hear anything to do with mother and Shivin because there is a i mean mother and Shivinda in our context, but it could be any uh, true way, something which shares the divine, so it is a dangerous path path, any path. yoga is not like. French made easy or French without tears. There is nothing like a McDonald's KFC yoga. We should be very clear. It's not like you pay some money, learn a course. That's not yoga. That's all feel-good factor. It's okay. Some, it's not, nothing wrong in doing some exercises, staying fit and healthy. Even learning some pranayama and you know having some energy. Uh, training the mind for some meditation and feeling peace. All that has nothing to do with yoga. Yoga is an inner process primarily through which the soul ascends out of the grip of the mental ignorance towards its own luminous, vaster horizons. And along with that, all that is there in the higher worlds begins to start expressing itself. So, yes, the danger is there. But who goes safe? Our whole thing is, why it comes? Why it comes? 99% because of vanity. One is pursuing yoga with the idea that I'll become a great yogi. So, you see, if you want to become a great doctor, you have to (laughs) not only do studies and then after that you have to prove yourself and uh, you know, you have to have all the qualities. After decades, somebody may say, yes, you are a great doctor. But there is nothing like that in yoga. You may have a certificate or not have a certificate. So, it's so easy to declare oneself that I am a yogi and a great yogi and people are very gullible. It is also true that they start believing because especially in Indian context, that's where, you know, skepticism has its own value. Otherwise, we immediately, anybody declares that I am a yogi, so you are a yogi. Or we are carried away by certain show of miracles, etc., which is also very dangerous. Shri says, then you get lured by the dazzling powers. Sometimes that's not imbalanced, but that is something even worse. Because one has been taken over completely by the uh, forces of falsehood. So they are turning God into a miracle churning machine. ATM card put this slot and you have a you know, <laughs> a miracle or quick experiences so the danger comes mainly when there is vanity when yoga is not pursued for its true aim which is what we were reading from the mother's writings but for all other aims particularly for under the stress of ambition or else when there are some very deep rooted difficulties in nature which will get uncovered you do yoga. That's why there is a long process of purification. Without Shuddhi, there is no Mukti. Anybody who pra- professes to teach yoga, taking some money and telling a technique and doesn't insist on purity, just forget about it. There is no yoga without Shuddhi, and Shuddhi takes long. It's a process. There is ego, there is desired self, it takes 100 masks and comes. So, Shuddhi's purification process takes sometimes 12 years as a minimum. (laughs) So, one has to have endurance, faith and above all true surrender. If one pursues yoga under the stress of I can do it, so I remains and then it goes, then do goes, then can goes, but I remains. So, uh, surrender, humility is a safety, vigilance is a safety. Sincerity is a safety. So all this will come. Sincerity will show us that look here your motives are not right. So mother says if you are insincere do not touch yoga. It's a fire that will burn. That's why all this idea that anywhere you can go pay a money and get is a, is cannot be by its very nature. Because a true yogi will see through you and not accept just because you can pay a million dollars or whatever. He will not accept you because he knows you are not ready. He will tell you how to get ready. That's how it was in Vishwabindu. So, uh, still, there are dangers. How do we go through it? So, one small line in Savitri, or rather two or three, where it is said that everybody passes at some point through this phase. Particularly in the beginning, you get experiences. Some people get lost in experiences, and one may well feel oneself above the human. It does happen, and all these suggestions may start coming. You are an instrument. You are suggestions may come. So Shavinda says here must the traveller of the upward way, or there can be attacks of other kind, trying to depress you, trying to make you feel unfit, thoughts of unfitness, etc., etc. So here must the traveler of the upward way pause or pass slowly. Often he must look back, casting a javelin regard in front and look back for that breath that will stain things. And what he should do, how he should pass through this passage, a prayer upon his lips and the great name. For winding through hell turns the heavenward path. So a prayer upon his lips and the great name. And then finally that master line. Only were safe who kept God in their hearts. And then these two qualities. Courage. Courage their armor. Faith their sword they must walk. Children and soldiers of the armies of light. And these powers have been given the right. Why? Because their purpose is to shape perfect perfection. So they will see a small defect and magnify it. And they will show it to the world, (laughs) not only to you. In everybody's head they will plant this. Look at this fellow. He says, okay, nothing wrong with that. We are not here to hide anything, but don't hide anything from the divine. Open with sincerity, humility. Most important, keep calling the divine name here. Pray, surrender, have the courage and the endurance and the faith that endures till the end. The right attitude is, now that we are in it, we'll go through it. All the difficulties, challenge and the obstacles notwithstanding. Those who have this faith go through. Where this is deficient, and vanity and ambition are strong, that's where the danger lies. So if there is a psychological imbalance of this kind, which is primarily psychological, there is a danger. Where there is a disturbance because of the brain mechanisms, etc. Though many times the two are involved, like an instance like possession, the brain mechanisms get distorted. But I am talking of things like old age and people forget. That's okay. Or coma. The inner being can continue to progress. It's independent of that. So when people are in coma, the progress can continue till the last breath. Namaste.